0: From the beautiful city of West Hollywood, we bring you Film Forward, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival.
1: All right, friends, welcome back to Film Forward. We are getting very close to the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival, the sixth annual Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. This year, it's going to be held August 22nd through the 24th at the Let Live Theater, which is in West Hollywood, California. Our guest today is a terrific director. He directed the film Duke, which will be screening as a part of the festival. His name is Tiago de Douch. Thank you very much
0: from Brazil. Yes, <laughs> living in LA for the past six years. So,
1: so you're so you're Angelino now. Ange- yeah, after you after of. five years, you you're I think so entrusted. <laughs> But um, it's still with a lot of the Brazilian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Tiago, tell us a little bit about Duke. Tell us about the film.
0: Duke is based in a real story about a teenager, nonverbal, autistic. Mm-hmm. And who nev- I mean, he never spoke before. And suddenly he started uh, typing. And it's not just typing like weird things, but really bringing a lot of personality and a lot of things that family, friends, and nobody really couldn't believe he could do that. So it's very interesting to see this these kids that people really don't believe they can do much, and actually they're just trapped in the bodies, but in the end they know a lot, and they can do way more than we think. Right. So And, and it's also, you know, the, um, it shows a lot of the mother fighting to show to everyone what he can do. So it's it's a bit of a story from both sides. Duke, who is closed inside his body and, and is trying to communicate, and his mother trying to fight and show everyone what he can do. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of both stories inside in the same film. And you said it's based off a true story. Huh? And it's based on a true story, so I had the pleasure of meet the real Duke. Actually, what happened? My executive producer from all the projects, and we we wrote Duke in collaboration. She texted me. It was like a year and a half ago, I believe, or two years. She texted me a message that Duke uh, just had written, and he was reintroducing himself, um, telling, "Hey, I am here, and I want to be treated like everybody else." That was. For me, it was a very interesting thing. And Drew was um, asking me, do you want to go and meet the family and see if he has something there that we can make a film about it? It's like, for sure, even if you never made a movie, it would be interesting just be around Duke and see mm-hmm. how how that is possible. So um, from that, it was about a year and a half, um, you know, meeting Duke here and there, and see how this work, how his life is, and how this process works. And because I've never been with autistic kids before. And for me, it was a huge learning process. And I hope I, I, I made a good job showing that. Yeah.
1: I think you did it justice. <laughs> Thank you. I think you did it justice. Um, talk to us a little bit. You said you, you spent a lot of time with Duke. Talk to us a little bit about your prep. Um, you know, with the actors? Uh, did your actors spend time with uh, with the real Duke and the real family, like the mom, did you, uh, your mom character, did she spend time with the family?
0: Yes, we had uh, about three weeks of rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Actually, going back a little bit, the process of casting was very complex in this movie because to find the guy who played Duke took me about four months, mm-hmm. and I could couldn't really find the right person in LA. It was taking forever. Not everybody was really understanding what an autistic kid looks like or how they should play. And um, so that was a really hard process. And I, I got a, an audition from this guy from Atlanta. And I had no idea. I just liked his tape. And I asked him to come for an audition. He was like, Oh, I don't live in LA. I live in Atlanta. I was like, okay, um, could you send me your IMDb? And I was like, oh, I don't don't have any movie. Wow. And okay, can you send me something else? <laughs> like help me to help you. you yeah. Know? And Indiana, I I keep trying to find the person in LA. Couldn't find a really good actor who was you know the way that I was um, looking for. And then he kept trying and send me stuff from Atlanta. And in the end, uh, I think he was a perfect choice uh, for the movie. And Piercy Dalton, who is the lead actress, uh, she worked with me in another project before called Chocolate, which Mm -hmm. is about a housewife who become homeless. And I'm so glad that she said yes to do this movie with me because it will be another six months or more to find the right actress (laughs) to play the role she is. Uh, So it it was a long process, and then after I I cast everyone, it was about three weeks of rehearsal, and then Robert and Piercy, they spent some time with Duke, with the real Duke. We went together to the school that he he is attending right now, which is a special school. And so we, we, we had this, this moments to be around him. But in the end I didn't want the family itself um be portrayed exactly how they are because we, we actually change a little bit the script to for for the story to work.
1: So for dramatic purposes. For,
0: yes, exactly. And and it's a short film and I chose this moment that change every, everything for the family. Mm-hmm. And I had to, you know, you, it's a short, you can't tell everything. You don't have time, you don't have the money. And right. So um, I didn't want them to portray exactly how they, they are. But in the end, even the family, they love it, the movie, the way it is. So that, that, was, that was great.
1: That's awesome. You did a great job. I'm glad they like it. We liked it, obviously. It's a part of our festival. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to keep talking with Tiago after this break. More on Film Forward when we come back. The sixth annual Los Angeles Diversity Film
0: Festival has seven amazing blocks to offer over three days. Not sure which one you want to come to the most? No problem. Our VIP badge gets you into all the shows for one low price. Individual tickets and VIP badges are available at LADFF.com.
1: Hope to see you there. Alrighty, cinephiles. Welcome back to Film Forward. We're here talking with Tiago. He is the director of the film Duke. Tiago, you were just telling me an interesting story about you know asking Duke if you can make the film and how he reacted uh, the first time you you asked him
0: about it. So actually, it was his mother? His mm-hmm. mother asked him like they're, they they want to make a film about you and what you think about it, and he say, "Oh, that that's gonna be awkward, but it's it's fine." And actually, getting close to to the shooting, I went there and we talked with him and we say, "Hey, it's gonna call Duke." It's gonna be your name everywhere. Are you fine with that? And he, he actually got very excited, and he said he he typed yes. <laughs> so it's very interesting. It's it's a new this uh, thing of autistic nonverbal typing is new, even because of the technology, right? iPads and everything that that now it's available for these kids. Um, but I myself, I had no idea that someone deep on the spectrum could really communicate that way. And it's amazing how how much this is helping these kids to reinteract. Really mm-hmm. And in the case of Duke, who was seventeen years that they had no idea this this whole person was there all the time. And even little things like his mother Donnie um, always say uh, she always buy buy things for him, like in blue, like clothes and. He actually typed, I like red. <laughs> so can you imagine these little simple things right. that we had no idea how much can change um, everybody's life around him? He's finally able to express himself. He's finally able to express himself. And also everyone is, is finally understanding yeah. who he truly is you know so that was an amazing experience to dive in this story and interesting fact like the first time that I met Duke uh, I tried to put um, in the script a lot of things that I been watching during this process so like the first time that I saw him he was dancing no clothes just wonder uh yeah. with his mother and he's a, a dancing scene in the movie uh, and the same thing the first script after six months that I was writing and it was a completely different beginning and ending
1: mm.
0: but then one day Donnie called me and said hey Duke start surfing do you want to come over and check it out so that's how I went to um, I, I went then I met then and Duke was inside the ocean and he was the most happy kid in the planet and I was like <laughs> I have to bring this to the script and it changed everything, so it's very interesting how how the script came alive, really watching then and trying to portray what really happened or what I was watching that that I thought would be interesting to be on the movie.
1: The more you got to know the real Duke, the more it informed exactly your The more I was like, "Oh,
0: have all these connections here, the ocean connection, he has all these things that he want to do it that I think should be in the movie, yeah
1: that's amazing. Thank you. Switching gears a little bit, if you want to talk to us about, I know you said you're you're pretty much self-taught in filmmaking, right? Yes. Talk to us a little bit about differences in filmmaking from Brazil and in in uh, the states, if you've experienced any major differences right. or anything. Oh,
0: it's it's a big difference. We don't have a market as the USA has, so because of that, most of the money or the way things happens in Brazil, you have to have the back of the government to be able to to raise money to make a movie, and that that can take five or more years. Mm. And if you're not a well-known person, that makes more harder. So, it's it's very complicated to make a a, a feature movie in Brazil. You can make shorts and stuff like that, and you have great filmmakers there. But in the USA, I just I just feel in LA. Uh, particularly so many amazing people available and everybody want to make great things and it's so much easier to um, find great professionals and put everybody together and make a movie here than unfortunately is in Brazil and that's
1: why I'm here (laughs) here
0: you get big,
1: you get famous, you you make uh millions off your features, then you can take the industry back to your home country. That's true. That's, and uh
0: that's something and bring it to your people, man. I agree. I completely agree. I I hope that's going to happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not that I want you to leave. I like you to stay. I like you. We sure. need more people like you in LA, but
0: <laughs> thank you. But. Yeah. Well, I I I I always want to go back and make a uh a good movie about Brazil yeah, in the way that never been shown. I think we have great filmmaking and great movies, but um it has a beautiful part of Brazil that I don't think has been explored in the right way. It's always the poor side of it. It's always, you know, right. the corruption and everything. I want to explore the beauty of it, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, we need to see that. Talk to us a little bit. You're working on a new project. Uh, a featured documentary. Talk to us a little bit about that.
0: So three years ago, I made a short film called Chocolate, and it's about a housewife who become homeless. And it was a fiction, not based in any real story. I actually, when I went to Alzheimer's organizations, they told me that would never happen. Mm. You know, no, someone like in my story would not walk away and be lost for more than two days, or something like that. But then I decided to make the film anyway, and six months, not even uh, three months after I, I finished the movie and showed to the casting crew, we find out, actually, Piercy Dalton, the lead actress in Duke 2, um, she find out about Nancy Pollicas, who was a week missing, I believe. And she she got in contact with the family. She actually really helped uh, during the searching of her. And she asked them to come to the premiere of the, the short film. And they, they came over, which was a surprise, and they loved the movie. And because of that, we became very close, and we started to kind of help each other uh, spreading their word about Nancy, and they would talk about the movie because it was a very similar situation. Mm-hmm. And after a year, I, I always thought that they would find her. She was 55 years old, extremely smart. She was a software engineer and wow. private pilot. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they live in um, Manhattan Beach. Yeah. So they went to the Lakma Museum like in a normal day. She was already we uh, early onset of Alzheimer's, and by the end of the day, she, they they were about to go home, and she wanted to go to the restroom. Um, the woman restroom was in a different spot than the man's restroom, so when he came back, she wasn't there anymore, and that has been two years now that she had been wow. missing. So. After a year, I thought they would find her, and then I was like, you know what? I have this unbelievable story that no Hollywood screenwriter ever <laughs> could write this. And it's happening in front of me. I have access to all these people, and it's amazing the work that her husband, Kirk Moody, and her parents and friends um have been really doing trying to find her and it is unbelievable all the gaps in the system that made possible for someone like Nancy to be missing right. for so long and and not a trace so then i started filming a year and a half ago and now i'm finishing and i'm very proud of this project i hope People, it's gonna be, it's gonna inform people not only about Alzheimer, but about a bunch of things that we have no idea it's going on in this society system. Yeah, and people should be aware. It, it's it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable story.
1: Talk a little bit about your uh, your approach. This is a documentary. The last couple of films you did were narrative. How Was it uh, challenging for you to kind of switch formats, basically? And, and not only switch formats from narrative to documentary, but from short to feature. It
0: was hard because even my background is in commercials mm-hmm. in Brazil. So I'm very visual. And when you come to documentary, you start to search material and you got all this old stuff. And... Um, and then you, you don't have time to go and shoot in the right way, to reframe in the right way. Sometimes you go to a place and you can even put a light on. And, so that was a tough part for me. But at the same time, it, it is amazing to be free to tell a story that is happening in front of you and not be thinking and controlling things. You know, to not have that control, it, it gives you a, such a freedom um, to tell a story to but it was hard in a sense that I felt man, many, many moments I felt that I was inviting their lives and kind of exploring their pain mm-hmm. uh, when but, – but actually for them, I was not doing that. They are like, no, we want you to, to show what's going on so maybe someone don't go through what we – we are going through right now which is great i'm i'm so thankful for them That's brave of them brave exactly because not everyone who opened the door and say hey come here and film what's going on but i have moments that i felt really what i'm doing why i'm filming this why i'm exploring people's life in that sense but at the same time uh, i got to remember that i'm a filmmaker and um, i am the third eye in the story and i'm just trying to put some lights in her story and maybe change people perceptions about things that they have no idea
1: happens we're talking about the complexities of filmmakers guys the complexity of filmmakers we're gonna come right back with our favorite segment with tiago he's gonna give us three If you like the music in our show, all songs are performed by the band Dub 8. Check out their new EP, Ayudame, available on iTunes and Spotify. Welcome back to Film Forward. We are talking with Tiago de Dauch, director of the film Duke. Yes. And the upcoming film, Where is Nancy? Exactly. He is about to give us three films, three recommendations that may have flown under your radar. Tiago, give us your first one. Well, my first one, I, I, coming back from
0: Cannes Film Festival, which was an amazing experience, I really recommend Parasite from the director Bong Joon-ho. I think I say it wrong. I, right? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Bong Joon-ho. Bon Joon Yes, exactly. One
1: of my favorite filmmakers. So here
0: we go. You have to watch this. Yes. And it is such an incredible, different movie. It, it makes comedy with drama or a movie. And any other filmmaker, you, th- you think like, oh, this is going to be a mess. And it's an amazing film. And one, the won Pomodoro. The Pandora, right? Exactly. Yeah. So... I heard that they're making an American version of it and oh, that's a nightmare. <laughs> that's a nightmare. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It should it should not be allowed to let... making remakes of four movies. It's First ridiculous. Of all,
1: let the paint dry for god's sake <laughs> like the movies has not even come out yet. For exactly.
0: The... And I heard it's because in America, people don't like to read subtitles. It is I can't believe that's see, that's why they make my those friends moves.
1: who are listening to this. You got to break these stereotypes. You got to go see foreign films so that way people stop thinking this. I'm gonna stop before I go <laughs> go yeah. It crazy. makes me angry too. Yeah. I can't believe it because
0: I grew up watching American films and yeah. subtitles in my whole life. Like white people can do that. Like,
1: they, can't. they can. Like they can read. They can. They can. Exactly. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own <laughs> eyes. White people can read. And it's not only that. Like, it's a movie
0: that it really embraced and showed the the culture not, you know, in, in South Korea and everything. I don't think you can redo something right. in America the same way. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work. But anyways. Parasite. We will see Parasite. it. Yes. You guys
1: must go see it so that way they don't decide to... Make a remake of it for no reason. Please,
0: yeah, no. And my second option here—it's actually my first option—supposed so, to be. It's one of my favorite movies and my favorite directors. It's an old movie called Stalker. Oh yes, 1979 mm-hmm. by Andrei Tarkovsky. Oh yes, love this movie. It's a big reference in everything that I do, and it's just. Amazing! It's just it's impeccable filmmaking, and Andrei Tarkovsky. Everything that he he did was unbelievable. And I don't know if you know, but in particular this movie, they shot in a location. They had a lot of radiation, and they say uh, I believe three or more people from the movie died. Wow! Even the director months later, and they say it was because of shooting stalkers. So uh, it's a very interesting movie.
1: Uh, yeah. Interesting backstory. <laughs> right. Stalker, check it out. I think it's playing up. Uh, by the time this comes out, it might be gone. But it's playing at the Egyptian coming up, I know,
0: I think. Yeah, Egyptian, I always always uh, play. Yeah. It, it, it is an amazing movie. And my last one, I mean, trying to bring a documentary that I believe people can go to the movie theater and watch right now. And it's really well done. And it's the 50-year anniversary of The Man at the Moon. Mm-hmm. So, Apollo 11, it, they did such a great job. And I am a space guy. <laughs> I'm really going to make a film about space one day. Yeah. And I, I just love it that they, they, they pick up all this old footage and they really. Well, if you you have the chance to watch in IMAX, it's a, such an amazing experience. You really feel almost everything that these guys went uh, when they went to the moon. So yeah, I, check I haven't
1: checked it out yet, but it's on my list. I wanted to check it out when it was in IMAX, and it went away too quickly. Um, hopefully it comes back. I'm sure it'll be back at IMAX at some point. Right. Uh, Can uh, I say thank you to a couple of people? Yes, of course. Please, thank so, you. So, Drew you. Miller. Shout-outs. Shout-outs.
0: So, shout-out to Drew Miller, who is my partner in crime we have been since uh, like my first year in LA she has been my partner and we've been working together in all these um really important films and I want to send a big shout out to Donella too who has been helping me so much and in, in, in the last couple two years and so many other people who really work with me and Again, inspired by the stories that we we're trying to tell and they all know who they are, so we're gonna hug them after this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Tiago, you're a great dude, man. Thank you for coming in.
0: Thank you for having me. I really, I really appreciate,
1: it. appreciate and go watch Duke. Yes. At the Diversity Film Festival. That's right. LA Diversity Film Festival, August twenty-fourth. It's gonna be a part of the All in the Family block. Tickets are on sale now. Do not miss out. Tiago's gonna be there.
0: The real Duke and his mother are probably going to be there. The
1: real Duke will be there. You know what? Uh, I think uh, all the guys from the original Apollo 11 are going to be there also. <laughs> That's confirmed. <Cool>. That's confirmed. <laughs> Tiago, thank you so much for joining us, brother.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Our recording engineer and mixer is Anselm Kennedy. The podcast is produced by Anselm, Sonia Maru, and yours truly. Thanks for joining us on Film Forward, and you'll hear us next time.